feel it coming in the air yeah. And there's screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who run this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lassie Sports Talk We are live, it is a Monday A long, long Monday that it might be Kind of tired. I was in Kansas all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and unfortunately Sunday. Good weekend, ended bad. Had nothing to do with Kansas though, but my car got towed. So I just start off with that. My car got towed from the Oriette Hotel. Had nothing to do with the hotel. It was parked right next to a apartment complex. That was the worst. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning trying to get to the airport. Go out there, look for my car, hitting the button for, button for the light to come on. I'm like, no, this, I must be in the wrong spot. Light doesn't come on. I go back and I say, try it again. Somebody stole the car. So I go back into the building. And the car was towed to the sum of $270, a waste of money. That was money I didn't have to spend. But it was a great trip. We had a good time. A lot of guys came back to all my... KU alumni and the KU fans out there, appreciate you coming back home for that Oklahoma State game. We fell short. We fell short for this reason. You can't give up points, three points, what have you, right before the half, and you can't allow a kick returner. Don't kick to one of the dangerous guys in the Big 12. Kansas had that game, but they're playing with another sense of passion since Clinton Bourne has taken over the job. And we we hopefully thinking Clint will get the job full time. That way he can build his team. But it was a great weekend. Nothing, nothing about the ticket, uh, not ticket, but the towing uh, that, that ruined my weekend, except for the end, because I had to be back for the Cardinals game and couldn't make that, so I had to take a later flight. It's Jayhawks fans everywhere, so I got to the airport, and they didn't even charge me for another flight. So that was great, because they said they went to school at KU. Every time you wear that KU, you see that logo. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, that was my weekend uh, as far as that concerns. So I'm so tired today. I need to check into a a hotel and just go to sleep for 24 hours. But not to bore you on that, to all my Jayhawk friends and teammates and all the alumni there, appreciate you coming back. 888-346-9144. We do have some football to talk about. Let's talk about my fantasy first. I am on fire, and not to jinx it. Let me see. Let me get to Jayhawks. I destroyed this guy. 112, 113 to 63. I am now 4-2. and two. I should be 5-1. and one. I'm not going to let that down. I bench Cam Newton. Cam Newton goes off with 38 points. But I did start Tannehill, who had got me 22 points. But Thursday night, I had 28 right off the back, so I was already ahead just going off on what T.Y. Hilton did with 223 yards, but only one touchdown. They did beat the Houston Houston uh, Texans 33-28. They're going to have to shore that defense up. But J.J. Watts, and what this guy's doing defensively, in my opinion, for the Houston Texans, and this is, with the, this is without the absence of their first rounder. 
this guy's the defensive player of the year so far. In the first six, seven games of the season, he's the defensive player of the year. He shows up and he makes plays. He shows up and he gets it done. He has three touchdowns, three touchdowns, one by interception, I think two by uh, fumble, and he has a number of sacks already, defensive player of the year. Back to my Jayhawks. Well, that's the name of my that's the name of my fantasy football team. We are four and two. Four and two. Creeping up there surely. Surely enough we are creeping up there to be that top team. And here's the prize. The prize is five hundred dollar gift certificate to Ruth Chris. And then after that it drops significantly to a hundred dollars for the second and third. I don't know what a hundred dollars is gonna do at Ruth Chris. You might get a glass of wine, but that's about it. We have the, one of the teams I do want to talk about, want to get to, Manning, not Manning throwing for three touchdowns, which was put someone closer to Brett Favre, overcoming Brett Favre. But they end up beating the Jets, the New York Jets, 31-17. There's going to be some changing, some changes in this New York Jets team. Might start with the head coach and Rex Ryan. It might start with the assistant head coach in Marty Morningwig. One of those guys are gone or one of those guys are staying. I think it was sabotage in the sense where Morningwig was brought in to not have to answer to Rex Ryan, but only to Izzy, who has no clue what he's doing as a GM, has no clue when you have that much money under the cap and you have a team like this. And they built the, they've built this team. The New York Jets have built their team on defense, so that's why the appearance of Morning, Morningweg, Marty Morningweg comes on with the offense. I've saw a lot of games where he had no trust in his quarterback. You know, you do have a young quarterback, so so rightfully so. But if you put him in the game and let him play the game, at some point he has to get over all these. And I'm talking about Geno Smith with Michael Vick sitting on the side behind him. At some point you have to get over um, and let these guys play, let them grow up, like let them take the bumps and bruises. What they need to do in New York is they have to win out now, New York Jets. Not even talking about the Giants who got smashed, who got egged last night to the Philadelphia Eagles. we get into that later. But the New York Jets have to find a, a way to win. Another team that's very disappointing, in my, in my opinion, the Pittsburgh Steelers. How is the Pittsburgh Steelers doing what they're doing or doing what they're not doing? Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns beat them 31. What was that score? Let me find that score. 30. They beat them bad, I'll tell you that. And a lot of talk was made last week about Mike Tomlin. And I still don't think his job in jeopardy, but Mike Tomlin is a player coach and how they, how they designate what and who a player coach is, depending on who you are. I think it's okay to be a player coach. I think you look at the player coach right now in the league, probably the ultimate player coach is what they have out in Seattle who did lose to the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are on fire. No one expected this. Or maybe you wanted it to happen for the Dallas Cowboys, but you was waiting for Tony Romo to just sabotage everything that was great over there. And what they're doing is putting the ball into Marco Mary's hand. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They get beat bad by the Cleveland Browns. I'm close to pulling this score up. You know what I could do right here. 
But the ultimate player coach and and what they have in Seattle, the the player coach they have in Pittsburgh, that uh, there is really, in my opinion, no difference. It's what, how the team respond unless the team response could be the difference. But the team has to respond to these guys and what they do and what they do in the field and what's expected. You don't expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to be where they are as far as losing. But maybe you saw it coming from last year when they had, I think they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Maybe it was 7-9, but 8-8, eight and eight, and they had a chance to get into the playoffs with that terrible record that they had. Depending on your conference and your division, you may can sneak in. But I've always thought the AFC North, that's what Pittsburgh still is, the Baltimore Ravens. You have the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. When you got those type of teams, they're more they're the bruising teams, the bruising conference division and the AFC. But then you have you you have the what it used to be the NFC North. Well still the NFC North, but what used to have that, that stigma was Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, you had the Green Bay Packers, and you have the um who was the other team in there? Green Bay Packers, uh Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears, there's one more, but it used to be the Bruisers in there. And that team is no longer what it is. The box scores yesterday, Pittsburgh still is 10, Cleveland Browns 31. Now, if you remember back, Cleveland Browns was, that was the first game of the season. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns, the first game of the season, and all the talk was about the Cleveland Browns quarterback and, and Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer had 217 yards passing yesterday, played well. Uh, Roethlisberger, close to it, 228 passing. Um, but they were able to – and in that first game, that first game of the season, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns came back to almost win that game. And I think they put up 31 points in that game. The Pittsburgh Steelers are sitting 3-3 three and three right now with that loss yesterday to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are 3-2. and two. If I'm not mistaken, they might have a bye coming up. It was so much talk about who was going to be the quarterback, whether it was going to be Brian Hoyer or was it going to be the, the newcomer that everybody wanted and for right, for right reasons, the excitement, Johnny Menzel, the excitement that he bought that he haven't had in a long time. Brian Hoyer, hometown guy, he's able to sustain. He's able to get the job done there. But Johnny Menzel brings that excitement, so they – the coach made the right decision. The coach made a great decision. The coach eliminated the distractions of who's going to be our quarterback and say, Brian Hoyer is our guy. And that's what you have to do. Even though the excitement that Johnny Manziel brings, the, the talent, I was asked the question a couple of times by different show hosts, different radio stations, which I'm going on NBC 12, 1060 today at 430. But will Johnny Manziel... Will he be a starting quarterback somewhere in this league? It's 32 teams. You have to be willing to put the right team around him. I think he can be a starting quarterback. I don't know if it would be in Cleveland. I think Cleveland was the way to get into the league. I know Dallas Cowboys wanted him. The owner did, Jerry Jones, wanted him. He is still talking about him to this day. But wanting him, if you decide that you want Johnny Manziel as your starting quarterback, and you want him as the face of your program, your organization, his maturity level is going to have to – he's going to have to understand what it is to be a quarterback in this league. 
He, he has to understand that those guys around him probably better athlete than he is. He's going to have to, you're going to have to, as an organization, put the right people around him to win these football games. So I, I, I answer that yes, if you have the right team around him, if you do those things, he can be a starting quarterback. He is dynamic in the sense he makes plays. He can sustain plays like a Tony Romo does. Sean, Johnny Manziel could be a quarterback, but the, the story is the Pittsburgh Steelers losing to the Cleveland Browns. 10 to 31. So I'm not sure what's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are now sitting at 500, and, and that's a game that they thought they'd be coming off to pull. They would be able to pull off. But if you watch the first game, you understand that this was a team that was came back to almost beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another team that lost, and I mentioned the Dallas Cowboys, was the Seattle Seahawks. They lost at home to the Dallas Cowboys. They haven't lost at home. It might have been their second loss at home in 17 games, which still is a great record. Still is a great record, but when we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys and what they, what their handicap has been in the past, we talking we bring up Tony Romo. I think the Dallas Cowboys organization has done a great job of keeping the ball out of Tony Romo's hand, giving DeMarco Murray the football. They've established a running game. They had a running game anyway, but they just wouldn't give. You have to make Tony Romo the, the face of that team, and he is. I think he got a big contract, a huge contract. Yesterday, the Dallas Cowboys are 5-1. and one. Nobody was 5-1, and 3-3, 2-4, and, three, two and four is what most people had the Dallas Cowboys. Now you're looking at the Dallas Cowboys, one of those teams that will compete with the Philadelphia Eagles, who beat the New York Giants 27-zip. The Dallas Cowboys will compete with the Philadelphia Eagles for the NFC East. And depending on the, the, the division of the NFC, the conference, uh, if you will, of the NFC, then both of those teams can get in. Both, But depends on what the Washington Redskins will do, who lost to the Arizona Cardinals, and we'll get into that. The New York Giants, who lost real bad. What's going on with that? They are Jekyll and Hyde team, and unfortunately they lost one of their better receivers in Victor Cruz. He is reportedly out for the year, ACL. But the Dallas Cowboys go, in, go up to Seattle and beat them by seven points, a score of 30-23. to 23. No one... No one expect that because it's, it's a tough place to play anyway. When you go to Seattle, it's a tough place to play. But I always thought if you if you play the game itself, you could play anywhere, all things being equal. But that crowd noise right there makes all things not equal. But then you have to go play. And if you're playing against a better team, the story with the Dallas Cowboys is they, wouldn't, they wasn't going to have a defense. They've always had offense. Tony Romo numbers always been in the top five. So you can't understand why Tony Romo has played or his team has been where they are at the bottom of the NFL. They've always had good offense. Tony Romo always been a, a, a high-production quarterback. But the mistakes he makes overrides those things. They go in Seattle and they beat a team who has a pretty good defense, who has a steady offense. They win a game, a huge game in my opinion, for what they do 30-23. to 23. In Seattle, one of my things, and we had a tie. This is this was interesting. Both of these teams being well, the Carolina Panthers 
three and two and one. The Cincinnati Bengals, three, one, and one. They had a 37 tie. I think that, that haven't happened since Donovan McNabb didn't know that you could tie in football. But we had a tie yesterday. That's going to be interesting down the road. It will make sense down the road. Right now, though, it's, it can feel like a loss. Because I think the Carolina Panthers coming off their win last week against the Chicago Bears. The Cincinnati coming off that loss last week against the New England Patriots. Well, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals and you're coming off a loss and you tie, but you tied at home. It's a game you should have won, in my opinion. Andy Dalton. You have to win those games at home. So you're coming off that loss against the New England Patriots last week. You end up with a tie. So it may feel like a win. It may feel like a win. And then when you watch film, you're going to find out that it's so much more that we could have done that we didn't get done. You're coming off the Carolina Panthers. you the Carolina Panthers coming off a win against Chicago Bears last week. You may feel like this is a loss. This feels like a loss. We should have won this game. Depending who you are as an athlete, as a person, how you go about your daily week to get ready for a weekend football game, ties can feel like a loss. No one feels like you won in a tie. But if you're that guy to say just do your best, <laughs> we have, I have this argument a lot of times with other athletes, and then that tells me exactly who they are. If you're a guy who say just do your best and it, it may be okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. But when you line up, expect to win. Expect to win. So the Carolina Panthers, or maybe the Cincinnati Bengals, should be happy about this win, coming off that bad loss. 888-346-9144, Crime Lasso, the Sports Talk. Take a break, we'll come back, talk some more football, get into some basketball, the baseball going on. We got a lot to talk about, we'll be right back. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
This here's a jam for all the fellas Try to do what those ladies tell us Get shot down cause you're overzealous Play hard to get females get jealous Hey, welcome back to the Bumble Sports Talk What's that, Buster Move? That is, uh, that's the music I like What? I take that back That's the music I will listen to, I accept Cause it don't have all that cussing words And all that degrading stuff into it I'm trying to figure out how is that stuff still on the air I can understand why it's still on the air On the radio same reason the movies are like that. The killing of the movies and all that nonsense that come with it. We're talking football. Want to get into some basketball at some point. Um, got a call on the line. Jackie from Philadelphia. Hi, Kwame. This is Jackie from Philadelphia. How are you? I'm great, Jackie from Philadelphia. How are you? I am doing well. Hey, listen, I just want to say, you know, uh, shout out for you for keeping a conversation going about football just as well as sports across the board. Um, but my question to you is I've had some, had some relationship with the NFL for some time. What are your thoughts about the violence that's happening across the board in NFL? And um, what is some prevention that you think we might look into to deal with this? Great question. I, um, I, I have a lot of conversations about the violence. And the violence is not between the lines, not the game of football. I'm talking about the outside violence, like the domestic violence. I hope that's what you're talking about. That um, I can't. We have a lot of conversations about this. One of the you re- think we have to do what? No, one of the things I um, I'm, I'm with um, with the play pure is you got to teach these kids younger. You got to teach them at a young age. The violence is I don't I could never understand how a guy can get to a top level. Uh, mentally and everything that comes with it. Physically, you, you were physical enough to play the game, but a lot of people not mentally to play the game. The violence is when a guy loses his mind. How do you get to that level and you lose your mind? When was it okay ever, even as a kid, to put your hands on a woman in that manner? Uh, the physicalness, the, you just, the Neanderthal uh, way of thinking. So the, so the violence to me, uh, when you don't punish these guys a certain way, if you don't stop them at a young age, and again, that's why uh, the play peer is so important uh, to what um, I'm doing and what we're doing uh, with uh, Lisa Nip, Chad Nip, uh, a lot of those guys, um, what, what, they, what they put together and they allow us to come in to, to manage that. You get, kids, you get kids at a young age. You get kids to pledge to do the right thing, play with a pure mind, play with a pure body, Play, play with a pure uh, mind, body, and soul. You, you go out there and you do the right things. And that doesn't lead to when you get in college, you can do Neanderthals, like going to the store and think these crab legs belong to you without paying for them. Or Neanderthal things as far as you know why you're here in school. Why are you putting your hands on another, uh, a, another person outside of the lines of football? The violence in the game itself, as far as the physical and between the line stuff, I think is... Um, you forcing guys to change a thing, and I, I'm all for fixing up the game. And I hope I'm answering your question, Jackie. I'm all for. Yeah. No, I think that you have some. You made some really good points. That you know, number one, it's important to start early. Um, you know, that we're not condoning a behavior with these young boys. You know, when they're in high school or when they're in elementary school, that it's okay to be putting your hands on them. You know, on, on anybody. I think it's you know sometimes it's challenging, right? Because you guys are trained to be warriors. Yeah. And, and to be gladiators, right? And so we like you as superheroes, um, and you're trained to react. Yeah, and in, in football, 
football is an instinctive game, and you train to be that. You train to go out there and destroy your destroy your opponent. But with within a game plan, now it, it got so intricate that you do that within a game plan. If you go back to the Greek and Roman days, you it's a, it's the same game. It's you put it's the same game. It's the same game. You you fill a stadium up with people. And then you put an opponent, maybe against an animal. That's why you see these teams with lions and bears and, and all these animals on, on their helmets or as their logo because what it was was a man trying to feed, defeat a lion and that brought entertainment to, to a, a crowd full of people. But to, to change the game the way they did, and I, I can go back three years ago when they James, uh, James Harrison for the Pittsburgh Steelers used to get fined for just walking on the field you cannot find a guy that's just, you 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 can do it, but you have to be consistent and do it. You have to understand the game, and I don't think Roger Goodell, the commissioner, understood what was going on. I wondered all the time who was his, who was the his his tournament body, or who he had to watch film. Did those guys play? Because you can hit a guy and it not be your fault, but just because you made contact, it goes against the defense. I never understood that when the receivers see you at the last second. And he ducks his head. But what you do defenses, and you mentioned that, we train to be warriors. You train to go out there and finish your opponent. I've never known a guy since I played football all my life to say I'm going to finish this guy's career. We want to play it the right way, but we was taught to play aggressively. So so that's right. And I guess my question is, if you can just ask this one last thing and I'll hang out. Okay. Play the right way. I think we're asking guys who are, as you say, it's a warrior, a gladiator. I would almost liken it, right, like you're going to war. It is what we would call, I'm a mental health person, sort of a trauma-informed experience, right? You're trained to not hurt them, but to definitely cause harm. And so when you get home, outside of the lines, as you say, and a guy is having an issue with his wife, girlfriend, or friend, or whatever, how do we help them, just like veterans, not to to sort of change the channel from warrior to... Um, be able to witness their own actions and to be able to slow down the tape so they can interact in a way that's more healthy and potentially can save their career lifeline, if that makes sense. And no, it does. It does. And, you, and, and one of the things I said earlier is, that, is when a guy, when you're 12 years old and you told that you have this, you have that, you have that it to play the game and, and at a certain level, a lot of times I think kids should start playing so they can go to school for free because it is out there for you. But when people push you along, push you along and not give you life skills, if they don't give you uh, uh, understanding the meaning of choice of decision and consequences, uh, it's easier to get in trouble. But when you, when you play for something and you have a passion about something, I never understood how you can lose your mind to that degree when you use that same mind, that same mental to become who you are. To be to go to school free, to go on scholarship, to even go to the next level, to play at at whatever professional sport that may be. How you lose? Yeah, but Tommy, your- you said though that you're trained to be a warrior. We mm-hmm. have young men. They're you know they're 19, 20, 21. They're not trained in life skills, really. And I that, mean, so I think we're sort of asking them to play warrior like grown men, and then when they come time when it comes time to play in real life, they miss. And they you, don't have a playbook. You hit the nail on the head. They don't have a life skills playbook. And Eric Brash, Lisa Nip, Chad Nip, and that's one of the things we do with Play Play Pure. We got to give you a life skills book because you can play the game. That's obvious. We see that. We know you can play the game. I think most of the guys in there, uh, 
or playing professional or playing in college are there for their athletic ability, but you have to take your mental with you. You got to have a life skill book. You have to have to have a game plan. You know, defensively and offense, if this happened, this is how you're gonna react. Now we That's need. Right. We, That's right. We need that same book for life. Okay, if this is, I'm confronted with this and this happened. I don't where That's right. you got to have a you got to have a a decision to make and and the. In the understand the consequences to them. So here's your choice now. You have this. What do I do from here? you got to have a life skill book. And that's one of the things so, we created. So you ask, you ask some great questions. Well, great. Thanks so much, Kwame. I'll call you back again. This, mat- this issue matters a lot to me in more ways than one. Um, but I'll let some of your other callers get in. I am proud of you. You continue to be a voice. Speak truth to power. Um, and, and so that these guys can stay on the field and make as much money as they can for as long as they can and to empower not only themselves but their community. Thank you. Jackie, I appreciate you calling in. Definitely. Talk to you again. Thanks. Uh-huh. 888-346-9144. That was Jackie from Philadelphia. And I'm trying to recognize who Jackie was. Jackie, I definitely appreciate you calling in. Uh, great great questions. And that's one of the things we have to do. And I surround myself, um, at least I think I do, with guys who don't lose their mind, guys who... You know, we all have our faults and we do certain things. Uh, and I don't think they ever intended to to hurt someone. But then we have, as we were talking, Jack and I was talking about, you have a playbook in, in, on the football field. You have a playbook on the basketball field. You know your defense and offense. You know what you're supposed to do and all that stuff because that's all you did since she was 12 years old. There has to be a playbook for life because I, I wish I had one. I wish I did. We got, um, is Oliver Miller online? What's up? Big O, what's going on, man? Appreciate you calling in. I don't know if you heard any of the conversation with Jackie and I was having, but we, we, we talked about, and one of the things I just said is that, you know, I kind of surround myself with, you know, good guys, guys around me who we, we out there trying to, we really are trying to do something, but understand how the youth has to see that bigger picture. When you've seen something for a certain amount of time, you adapt to what that is, unconsciously or not. You adapt to Wow, this 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 guy is able to do this, and maybe let's say he got away with it, or he he's able to do this, and he's been rewarded for it. But when kids consistently see the contrast, and they don't know, they don't have any guidance towards it, you can you can understand how they are getting in trouble. And then we try to make an eighteen or nineteen year old kid a grown man as soon as he go to a certain university. Let's say he go to Arkansas and waste his time. Let's say he goes to Kansas and becomes you know this great person. Um. My take, Kwame, is I feel that we need to get back old school. And kids these days think that everything is supposed to be given to them instead of them earning it. Right. Um, I play for, you know, everybody who knows me knows I play for University of Arkansas for Nolan Richardson. And if any of, uh, of the things that are going on today happen playing under him, I don't think we would think twice before we commit the crime because we knew the consequences. We call Coach Richardson the bear because, you know, I'm pretty sure every coach tells the story. If you see me fighting a grizzly bear, you better help the bear. <laughs> and um, looking at Coach Richardson, yeah, we feel for the bear. So I think it goes back to, you know, as I was growing up, you couldn't keep us off the playground from making ourselves better and fulfilling our dreams. 
nowadays, you know, kids think that everything's supposed to be given to them. Right. That's and they don't think that they have to earn it. They think that, you know, hey, you know who I am, so put me on the team and make me a starter, make me a star. Um, if Jamin Winston was playing with us back in my, my day, um, if he would jeopardize anything for our chances to win the national championship or jeopardize, you know, a season as a senior, I think the seniors as leaders would have stepped up, took him in the clothes closet and beat the hell out of him. Just to put some sense into him. But now you have everybody that, you know, probably just want to be cool with him because he's Jamie Winston. And, 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 and you know, no, me, that's not how it's supposed to be. Let me add this to that because because when, when when we were coming up, and first of all, I, I agree with you, Nolan Nolan Richardson. Um, you have John Thompson. You have some of the they they were not only your your coach, but they more a father figure, and they trying to guide you in the right direction. You also mentioned that when a guy is is on your team and is he's he's think he's bigger than the game, that you have to understand that we here for. Uh, one accord. We're here for the same reason. We want to go to school. Oliver Oliver Miller graduating from the University of Arkansas, drafted in the first round to the Phoenix Suns. That's the work you put in from the time you set your mind to. I want to be a professional, an NBA professional. And these guys got to understand that that when we become what we are, a lot of other people have something to do with that. So what I say. If I if I got a problem with you, I'm gonna pull you to the side as one of the leaders, one of the captains. And there's not a lot of leaders and captains on these teams because everybody thinks they're a star. People don't know their role, and you can't. You have to, as a coach, you have to build a cohesive unit so we know who's who. The team wins, and I liken that to the New England Patriots. You you only know Tom Brady, and when Randy Moss was there, you knew Randy Moss. But that team, when they were winning, they knew their role. They, now, granted, they had a defense, but they knew their role. You knew who the stars were, and you knew you didn't know the other guys. So I think but that's a that's a great example, Kwame, because everybody knows Bill Belichick doesn't play. Right. So everybody knows, like Chad o- Chad Ochocinco. When he went there, he knew he couldn't go there with all those antics, antics, acting crazy, because he knew Bill Belichick wouldn't put up with it. If we have more coaches to step up as leaders. And do their job because, you know, once we leave the house and we go to college, the coaches are pretty much our fathers now mm-hmm. because we're all away from home. Because you have to choose that right college because when that guy comes sits in your living room, your parents have to feel like I'm leaving my kid in good hands. I'm leaving my kid in great hands. Exactly. So, you know, like with Nolan Richardson, he knows that he can handle kids from Memphis kids from Texas, kids from anywhere, because that's mostly where he recruited. But if you look at Coach Cassetti, he knows that he's not going to put up with that, and he's going to look for a person that's not too much, um, too much is, uh, I don't want to say thuggish or, he don't want to really deal with too much inner city kids. He makes sure he deal with the kids that's going to come in be a good example for his program, be a good example for him, and he knows what to expect out of him. But at the same time, if, you know, like, I'm a, I'm a Florida State fan. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I love Florida State ever since prime time played there. And I was wishing that we lost the game, the game he set out, to let him know you're not bigger than the game. Oh, I, I, was, I, kind of, I was kind of feeling that way too because it, you see these kids who have the world in their hands and that's even going to a, a, a great university. You get a chance to get an education and you get a chance to do your passion. You get a chance to be on a football field and be a leader and, and, and everyone knows you, not just in Florida. Can you imagine when you're 12 years old, you thought everyone in the country would know who I am, but it depends on what, it's all predicated on what I'm doing and what I did. So when he got, when he set out, when it was, when it was reported that he would sit out 30 minutes, I was like, that's not enough. And then the coach, somebody made a, a, a great overriding judgment and say, well, he's out for the whole game. I was hoping they lose only for the purposes so he can understand I caused this for my team. I was the reason exactly. why we lost. But then it goes back to um, more parents these days, Kwame, are, are friends more than parents. They're afraid to uh, oh, step right. up and say anything to their kids, and they don't want to hurt their feelings, or be the bad guy. And if you looked at the Florida State coach, you know it looks like he's more of a friend than he was of a head coach slash parent. Because if you knew you were suspended the whole game. Why would you come out in your past and go through warm-ups? Right, because there's a miscommunication. There's a disconnect in what what I mean and what I and what I say between the two. And that's and that's and you and you hit the nail on the head. Your your parents and your friends they can be the same thing, but you got to understand the difference as a kid. You have to have that talk and explain. I know your your mom, your dad can look at you and you say, "Okay, I better shut it down right now," or I can say something to you and. I better shut it down right now. And I know when you play as a parent, as a friend, you playing. That's fun. You got to have that relationship with your kids. But when they they don't when they don't know you serious, when you got to tell them do something five times, that is that's crazy to me because you're not. It's not a punishment. It's what you're supposed to do. It's why I can't tell you to do something or why you can't get in the habit of doing the right things. So when you're down the road and I'm not around you, then I know you're doing the right things. Yeah, like um, I have an organization here the Fort Worth firm and let's let's we, uh, we big coach. let's talk I'm, I, I want to talk about I'm gonna take a quick break but I, I do want to talk about your organization because I know uh, you're doing a lot of things in the community I know from the time you come to the Phoenix Suns and and to today we all have our adversity but let's talk about that organization when we come back from break all right sports talk we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back thank you Jackie from Philadelphia calling in we got Oliver Miller on the line and we'll come back and talk some more Football, basketball, life skills with kids. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Formula of Sports Talk on Voice America Sports. Uh, we had Jackie calling in from Philadelphia. She, she, you can hear the passion. You can hear it in the questions. You can hear the concern. Because it sounds like she's a fan, but she wants uh, not only just whatever the sport you decide to play, and she asked all the right questions, and hopefully I answered her question. She'll call in again, um, hopefully. That was a great call. But what, what's going on with our kids? And, and Oliver Miller, known as Big O, if you know your basketball, University of Arkansas basketball school, um, <laughs> first round draft pick to the Phoenix Suns. The guys from Fort Worth, Texas. Now, who's Fort Worth? Man, you're from Texas. Welcome back to the show, Oliver Miller. You was going to talk about your foundation, uh, but uh, when you get to that, and, and I think it's along these lines what we were talking about, there has to be a playbook for life also because you've been told you, you, you're not called Big O for because you're just a tall guy, You just, but you have a size, and everybody thought this guy's going to be a basketball player. I remember watching you play in college, but this guy's a basketball He's going to be on that next level. But where's the discipline? That not the discipline, but the that emplacement where, okay, if this happened, that happened. And I said we all go through. We all have adversity, and we handle it different. But so we keep these younger kids from going through that today. One of the things you have, and one of the things I do with play peer with Eric Brash, Lisa uh, Nip, and Chad Nip. One of the things I do is get kids to pledge at a young age so they are conscious about what might happen to them and maybe they have a life skills situation. Talk to me a little bit about your foundation and what's going on. Well, I have an organization here. It's called Forward Farm. And um, Forward we coach Farm. kids in basketball and take them around to give them the exposure so they can get the opportunity to hopefully get a full scholarship or a half ride to school so they can further their education. And, you know, what we do is 
we we let the parents know we're not your babysitters. Mm. We're here to teach the kids because a lot of times now parents either believe that the kids have a talent and they want them to get better or they just want to pawn them off on somebody so they can be a babysitter for two and a half, three hours. So that's another problem with society now because we don't have the right leadership in the house. Now you go to schools, teachers can't, you know, discipline the kids or talk to the kids like how we were growing up, Kwame. Right. So it starts at school also because they took all the all the privileges away from the teachers and the principals. And then it goes to the coaches. You know, if, if a kid doesn't have respect, it starts at home. If you don't respect your, your parents, how are you going to respect your teachers and your coaches? Hmm, ball game. So we need to get back as a, as, a, as a society, as a country, and we need to start putting the fear of God in these kids and let them know that what they're doing is not acceptable. From stealing, beating up on girlfriends, from anything, we need to get our kids back under control and, you know, make this a better place because it's ridiculous. And I appreciate that. I appreciate what you're doing because getting kids in school is one thing, but you're right. You have to instill the. When did it be, become okay to just hit a woman? And, and you could justify and make all this, oh, they, women is the ones that make you want to hit them. Well, then walk away. You, you have that strong enough mind. If you don't respect your parents, you, man, you said a lot of great things. This is great calling uh, you and uh, Jackie calling in today. You, um,. You don't respect anything at home, and I got to tell you to do something three and four times, and then you want something and you expect to get it, or you going to go crazy and lose your mind, or you can slam the doors in your own house, or you can just walk away. There's no consequences to parenting or discipline to some of these kids because when I look on all these social media, I see young kids hitting women, and it's funny, and they filming it, and I'm thinking, who is this idiot filming this and not stopping him? It's probably one of his I say friends, but there's no friend that allow that stuff to happen. How how is that easy to hit a woman? And these kids don't even understand. You were 100 percent right when you say the teachers and the principals is no longer in their hands. Do you know in the school systems right now they have metal detectives, they have they have police officers. So now it's not even a, it's not even an it's not even a school issue anymore. Once you get in some trouble or they could deem that trouble as major, they taking you straight to jail. And you have a court date. So it, I mean, I was blessed, very, very blessed to have a mother that I had because I was raised in a single-parent home. I couldn't say what. I couldn't say huh. What about shoot? Uh, I couldn't say none of that. Even if it sounds close to anything, I'm going to get popped. Yeah, that was, that was my And if, if my mom told me to do something, it wasn't no multiple times. It was... I tell you, do something, do it. And it wasn't, no. No, and it wasn't no child abuse in it either. Like if you say, huh, you get popped in the mouth, huh, what? Or you say, shoot, she say, you, that sound too close like what you want to say. But Kwame, we was grown, we was raised to anybody had privilege to beat our butt. In the neighborhood. That's we what, call in the neighborhood. That was, the a, that, that was a, com- we, that was a community. If we called the adult a liar and say we didn't do it, then we get it worse. Do you know, Big O, do you know, us saying lie, lie was like a cuss word. To us. We couldn't say lie, but but when you say even calling the door an, an adult a liar, that was uh you knew you was in trouble. But there's a difference between neighborhoods and communities. See what you're talking about 
we was we lived in a community where we took care of each other. Your kid got in trouble, yeah. Your parents know, oh, it's okay. I know who this neighbor is of mine. I know that he or she saw the right things or saw the wrong things in my kid, and they discipline on the spot. And you didn't have kids growing up. You was afraid to do anything in the neighborhood, so that's why you had great communities. Because yeah, I mean, be yeah, I mean, but I, I just feel like <clears throat> it starts at the home. Yeah, 100. it starts at the home. I don't care if it's a single parent home or if it's uh, two parents. One hundred percent. You have to be able to control your kids. So, because I mean, yeah, think about it, Kwame. They're representing us. We're representing our parents when we go outside the doors. So we don't want to make our moms look bad and say, oh, she don't know how to raise a good kid or that kid is out of control because you don't want your mama to look bad right. or your father to look bad. And that's so I feel that kids these days need to store just, if you love your mom and respect your parents enough, then when you walk out the door, you need to realize, hey, I'm representing my mother. Like James, James Winston. Right. You just won, won the one of the top awards as a college player, the Heisman Trophy. So you turn around and you use the excuse, I forgot I had the crab legs, and you walk out the store. You <laughs> fail to realize that no matter where you go now, you should learn from the example of Johnny Manziel. Yep. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, you're under the microscope. You have to realize that your head coach's son idolizes you looks up to you. So you have to think about all these little kids that look up to you and idolize you, and you have to make the right decision. When I played at the University of Arkansas, we was a professional team there. They didn't have no NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL. They had the University of Arkansas. We were their NBA, NFL so I, in the state of Arkansas. All eyes were on you guys everywhere you went. All eyes are all on us. So I knew that I had, I was one of the popular students. I was one of the popular players. So I knew that I had to lead by example. I remember one game, I got upset and I threw my mouthpiece and it went on the stands. A little ball boy grabbed it, went home and had my mouthpiece and was like, I'm big old now. So you have to you have to understand that you're not living your life for you. You're living your life for others as well. You have to make sure that what you do is acceptable to if your kids was looking up to somebody, would you want your kids to look up to this person knowing that they act a fool? That's how they need to look at it now. And first of all, um those kids don't have any. They're not finding anything to play for. They're not finding anything to represent. They think they can go out there and represent themselves, uh, and 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 not know when they leave the house that if my mom saw me doing this, how would she feel? My dad knew I did this. How would he feel? You have to go out with that that mentality, and it, it'll keep you from putting yourself in trouble. That's a pledge in itself. But as to you, and and you have to do that at home as a parent. Um, secondly. The kid that put your mouthpiece in his mouth is a nasty kid. Thirdly, <laughs> third, <laughs> and third, you remember when um, you remember when Charles Barkley said, "I'm not a role model." People went crazy, but the, he he had all he was saying. Where I'm sitting, where I come from, and what I heard, 
was saying, take care of that responsibility at home and then your kid will know that I might make a mistake and you're going to deem me as the worst person in the world because I made a mistake and you thought I was your role model. But you take care of that at home. You know my role models was my grandparents. Then watch them doing what they did. So it's, it's kind of hard for me to try to upset them. But that was my grandparents. And 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 not, not a lot of people know that. But you, I found something to play for how I left the house when I was a young kid, when I was younger, when I got in college. I, I found... Reasons not to do things because of them, and and you're right. These kids. I mean, I look at it as, uh, like Nolan Richardson was my father in my life. That's like a Nolan Richardson, and and John like, Thompson. It's like when I messed up, I'm like, dang, I don't want to call him because, to be honest, it's the only man that can make me cry to this day. Right. No. Just by his voice. And because you can when hear I got disappointment. into trouble, I, I was hesitant to call him because I didn't want to hear his mouth. I didn't want to hear him break me down. But that's what we need. We need somebody. We need to be able to hold ourselves accountable and be able to be embarrassed when we embarrass our family, our friends, coaches, or whatever. Yeah. Well, people, people are afraid to take that uh you got to have somebody that you know is going to hold you accountable, who's going to give you the truth, who's going to tell you what you need to be doing. Even if you thought you had a great game, let's take it to the sports side. Even if you thought you had a great game, a guy like Nolan Richardson, John Thompson, he's going to say, this was a good game, but you could have helped us out a whole lot more if you did this, you did that. And you think you had a great game, but all he was doing was making you better. And all parents need to do is make their kids better. That's what, that's what it's all about. When you, you don't have I mean, You can throw in Bobby Knight. Do you think any of his players would do the things that's going on now? No, not even close. <laughs> not even close. You see what I'm saying? Allen Iverson from Virginia, we, we, same neighborhood, everything. But he got in some trouble because he was Allen Iverson because he had certain people around him, and we got to keep our certain people away from us and put certain people around us. So he gets into a, a, a brow, a, a bowling event, goes to a bowling event, or just a bowl. It, it goes down his junior, his senior year, and now he has to go sit on the farm and couldn't go to, he couldn't go out of state. You know, everybody wanted him. He couldn't go out of state. John Thompson made that guy, Allen Iverson, a man. If, if, you, if he would have went anywhere else, and maybe he could have went to Arkansas because you have those role models, you have those father figures. And maybe if you do that, he, his life still would have been the same. But you go to those two guys in a program where, where the coach actually cared for you and say, we're not bringing that nonsense. I know what you've been through. I know what you did. Right here, here's your new start. And you got to have that in, in those type of coaches. And look look how AI turned out. Oh, man, that's unfortunate, man. We do got to get out, man. I appreciate the call. No, the show's only an hour. It's global. We're all over the world. So anything you got going on, big old. man, you can call on the show. We get it out or send us what we have. Send, send us what you have and we'll get it out just – I know you and I talked a lot about putting this this golf event, whether NFL, NBA, baseball, alumni, and going out there and getting it done. And we could do that, uh, making it fun and getting it televised and everything. And even hockey. I know Kevin Gassman got some hockey contacts. So we're going to put that together. I know you're in Texas, man. When you get back in town, bring your clubs and come get this work. I just want to say to all the parents, you know, hey, get involved. Stay involved in your kids' life, in your kids' activity. Don't allow them to dictate anything in the house. A kid shouldn't have a password to nothing. Hmm. The only thing their responsibility is to go to school, good, good grades. When you get 18, you can lock any door you want, any computer, any phone. But as parents, we need to step up and get old school 
and get control of our kids and of our house. That's what we need to do. Appreciate that. That's Big Oliver, first round draft pick, the Phoenix Suns, doing a lot of great things with the uh, his organization. We out of time. We come back tomorrow. We'll do it again tomorrow at nine o'clock, nine to ten. Kwamlas Sports Talk. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.